Welcome to another episode of Sex Plus Christian Parents Podcast. We're so grateful that you have joined us for what is the final episode of 2020. And even saying the words or the numbers 2020, I know can strike fear and can bring sadness, but uh, hopefully it also can bring joy. Maybe there are moments in this year that were highlights. And I know that for us, Thomas and I, we thought we'd spend some time reflecting on the episodes that we brought forth. If you don't already know this, we launched the beginning of this year, and here we've traveled through 2020, we're at the end of it, and we wanted to have an episode that's dedicated to talking about 2020 and even then planning for 2021. So Thomas, what do you think about that? Will that work for us today? I think so, man. I'm, I'm excited to kind of look back a bit and see all that we've talked about and just rehash some things. It'd be good. Yeah. And, you know, uh, for our listeners, this is going to be a little bit different episode. Uh, typically, we take a more narrative form. Today, we're just going to go back and forth like you would mostly hear on a lot of podcasts. But today, we just really wanted to reflect on that. So, Thomas, I've, I've got a question that I want to be able to dive into, and it's this. I want to know... Out of all the episodes that we've done in 2020, what were one or two of your favorites? Yeah, no, that, that that's good. I think I'd have to land. Okay, so I would have to land with our media and uh, discernment. And then we did like a, a social media parenting the, that I think there was two parts of the social media parenting and then like a discernment one. Those were probably my favorite, which is hard to say that because I really enjoyed all of our guests and what we've done. But but those I'd have to narrow in on. And that's because I think it's so critical to see how our parenting and how our kids interact with social media as it's changed vastly since when Facebook first started when I was in college. Like that was there's oh four when Facebook dropped. And it, the game has drastically changed. And so that was some of the the my favorites, just really wrestling with that. And how do we as parents be a part of that with our kids? What about you, man? Well, I, I mean, I, before I give you mine, I, I do want to just even respond to that. Because, yeah, you, those those we, we had two episodes and we had three guests. If I remember correctly, we had Walt Mueller from CPYU. We had Cutter Calloway, who is uh, over at Fuller. And then we had Kara Twining, who is a counselor uh, here in Spokane. and. Yeah, I I really appreciated a lot of the ways that they dived into it. I think that sometimes what we do with media and culture is we bag on it. Like we just we just think of it as horrible and I just really loved the the approach that each of our guests took. And they they weren't throwing stones at culture, but they were trying to help us be equipped. I mean, is that a fair way to to assess that episode or these episodes? Absolutely. No, they, 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 they had a very uh, gentle yet critical. Right. So. So. And when I say that, what I mean is they recognize there's some really good things um, and, and helpful things that social media can bring us. And yet we can also have a critical look at it and say, where are the things that we need to be mindful of um, and even reject sometimes? And so, yes, I absolutely think you nailed that. Yeah, I, I uh, if I remember correctly, that was episode nine. So for our listeners, just something to keep aware of. You you study culture. Um, I, you a lot of our listeners don't know this. They they think of you maybe as a pastor of a local church, but you you actually have taught at Moody and and at a, a local liberal arts college here in Spokane, Whitworth, uh, and. You, you talk about culture. I mean, what would you add to the conversation? Uh, 
that maybe we didn't hit on or that we did hit on and you just want to re reinforce? Yeah. So I think, and I, and I actually learned this years ago working with other pastors. Um, and I can't remember if I, we said this or not, like you said, so I'll, I'll just restate it. And if we didn't, and this is new, I think it's worth while listening to there, there, when I approach culture, there are a couple of key things I'm always going to figure out if I can do. So the first one is what can I receive from culture, right? Culture in and of itself isn't inherently bad. We understand that it is the, there's sin that takes place. We live in a broken and fallen world, but God is the ultimate creator of culture, right? And I actually, for Moody used to teach um, a biblical theology of culture. Um, and so I won't go through that here, but I believe we can receive things from culture. There's some things that we need to reject, right? Because we live in a fallen world, we got to reject some things flat out. Nope. That's not going to fly. That goes against some major values for God, for his people, his creation. We won't, we won't receive those. We'll reject them. And then there's some things we can redeem. There are a few things that I think we can look at and go, hey, you know what? This is being used improperly or used in a way that's harmful, but you don't have to reject it. And we can't receive it as it is. We actually can redeem this. This is actually worth cleaning up, fighting for, and transforming by the power of God to use for his glory. And so those are three things I used to teach um, students when talking about culture is there's things to receive things you reject and things you can redeem for the glory of God. Uh, that's a good, that's a good call. I, I, um, yeah, I, I, I really appreciate just the approach that you take and that our, our, uh, our guests took. And, and so I, I, I think that that's good. You, you had asked me, uh, what I yeah, stood out to me. Yeah. You know, I, you know, th- there have been several good episodes, but I think, um, I'm going to take two and maybe that's not fair because I'm asking the question and I said one, maybe I said two, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, that's okay. That's it's idea. our podcast. So, so we, we can, we can change the rules. Uh, but, uh, the first thing that came to mind was our very first episode with Jim Burns. I, I have, um, appreciated Jim's voice, uh, with regards to conversations around sex and sexuality. I really appreciate the way that he engages parents and, and marriages. He's, he's done a lot of work through his organization homeward. And I, I, if, and if you haven't checked it out, I would highly recommend it, but I've just appreciated how he came on. He kind of laid the framework even for us as a podcast, by laying a framework for conversations around sex and sexuality in the home. And so I, I always think of the foundation with which we lay and, and, and allow for us to be propelled forward. And I thought he did a really good job with helping us orchestrate some of that conversation. Um, but the other person I just really appreciate, uh, and, and it's, it has to do with the overall approach and, and the methodology that, that you and I both really believe in, which is parenting biblically. Uh, episode three, we had Sean McDowell that came on and spoke some just great words of wisdom around what it means to parent biblically. And I, and I, I think the thing that we've realized as we've heard from listeners, as we've continued on and, you know, now we're into, um, our, our teens with our episodes, what we're finding is that, uh, there is a desire to not just engage the conversations around sex and sexuality. That is the core of what we're doing and what we're trying to accomplish. But a big part of that is being able to parent out of scripture, being able to follow the models that are given to us in scripture. And I just really appreciated what Sean added to that conversation, especially because he grew up in a home where his father, maybe one of the most influential apologists in the last 50 years, 
besides Billy Graham lived and who he grew up being uh, learning from and and just what that meant for him to be be parented biblically and then now for him to do that with his children and that to me just always speaks volume uh, especially when you've had someone that has been doing ministry for such a long time and you see the fruit not in their congregation but in their family man that's really good so let me let me ask you what you said to me then um if you were going to highlight something or maybe add something to the the parent biblically one right because i know you're yeah. a dad of some young kids you're trying to you're 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 in the midst of this right now um what would that word be you know i i think the biggest word for me right now is listen i i am learning that the only way that i can really meet the needs of my children and parent them well is to listen. You know, I don't think Sean or any of our guests have necessarily talked about this. Maybe Jesse did in one of our recent episodes, but I think for me, the thing that I reflect on often when I think of each of my children is what they've taught me just by me learning to listen to them. So for instance, like my oldest son, he has taught me more about compassion than anyone. Like he, he is just, a, a boy, but, but in many ways, he's going to become this great man. Cause he just, he's very sensitive to the world around him. So, so the way I use my words has power and he's just really kind of taught me how to soften up, how to be more compassionate in my response. Uh, you know, my, my middle child, Josiah, I, 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 as I listen to him, <laughs> I, I, I learn a lot about my own emotional intelligence. I, I learn more of how to be more in touch with my own emotion and how then others receive that. Uh, for, for Olivia, our daughter, man, well, first of all, I, I just melt because she just has this way of saying things that <laughs> is, is just incredible. But, um, Patience is probably the thing. I know. I know that doesn't necessarily uh, come with listening, but as I listen to the Lord <laughs> and ask for patience, that's what she teaches me in that. So I, I, I just, I guess maybe even going back to that word, listen. It's not just listening to words, but but paying attention and listening to the the stuff that's going on in my body, being aware of it, so that I can better parent. And and I, I mean, gosh, that could probably be a really good one for us to be able to tackle in uh the the year ahead yeah. is just even presence and being that makes sense okay thomas let's pivot just a little bit so we've talked about our favorite episode episodes uh and i i'm now curious gosh 2020 right like we we did tackle social media we tackled a few things we tried to to engage and what it meant to be sitting in an isolation, how families, how parents can really be engaging with their children during this time. Uh, but what were topics that we missed? What are episodes maybe we should have recorded that we just didn't or just didn't have time for? That's a good and challenging question. And my brain goes in a couple directions because one, um, our aim at the Sex Plus Christian Parents podcast, once again, is right helping parents, uh, Christian parents, navigate conversations of sex and sexuality. So I love yeah. that we do that. I'm committed to that. 2020, crazy year. And not that like every year doesn't have its own stuff, but like this was a, a particularly significant <laughs> year, right? 
Um, yeah, yeah. In a lot of ways. And and so my mind always goes to, should we have tackled anything along the realms of, uh, and I know we did the pandemic one time. Could we have done that more? Could we have said something in terms of some of the division we saw? Because while we, we yeah. focus on sex and sexuality, there's a huge divide there. And those same groups, and this is this is kind of a, a broad stroke of the groups, but a lot of times the people in those same groups are also divided on a couple of other issues, particularly yeah. ethnicity and race. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's that's a great point. Like I, I, I know that when we're not recording, you and I have discussed this very thing right. and tried to really figure out how do we bring this into the conversation because. And the broader work that I do, especially as I go into schools, I definitely see some of the inequities that happen with regards to conversation around sex and sexuality. And so even if we were to stick with that, we have to recognize that the education that some groups get is not the same as other groups. Right. And and that also means services that are provided to one group are not always provided to other group. And I'm, I, I think that having some of those conversations can be helpful. I think the thing that you and I wrestled with off the mic, if that's a term, is is how does that relate to helping parents? And and I think that's the thing that we 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 struggled with and still struggle with, even as we're discussing this. Is gosh, how do we bring in those conversations? Conversations that. I don't think, and I don't want to have go away. I think that they need to continue to challenge us, that we need to be able to continue to press in. And I think as we do that, as we look at the broad stroke of, of everything, of everything I, I, I actually think then it allows for us to then start zooming in and seeing, okay, well, how, how does this particular topic, just looking at premarital sex, for instance, influence us right how, how does it how does it look different here versus there and i and i'm always cautious with an us versus them but i don't think that that's what this is it's, it's more of a disparity between resources and tools and communication is that a fair way to say that absolutely like and and i love that you distinguish it's not us versus them we do this in a lot of things they're just there's people in which we have relationship and understanding with, and there's people we don't, and we're not against them, but there's differences, right? We live in the Northwest. Uh, we don't live in the Southwest. There's differences. And so absolutely, we can look at other cultures, uh, other ethnicities, other groups of individuals, and just say, what's what's different between the resources we all have access to? And then how does that frame or, well, how does that frame the narrative we tell based on the resources we have? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and and you mentioned geography. The thing that our listeners don't often know is that you grew up in New York, yeah. and I grew up in the Southwest, in Arizona, in Phoenix, and, and you know, so so they're they're, and we're currently in Spokane, which is not the most diverse of places, <laughs> quite honestly, right? Especially from the places that you and I grew up, mm -hmm. it, it it looks a lot different, and. And, and so even engaging in some of that, I, I think that would be, I would be really insightful, helpful for us to be able to, to dive into that. So it would be, it would be interesting to be able to tackle that maybe in the year ahead, if we're able, 
uh, because I think that those conversations, I again, I don't hope they go away. I hope that we're able to enter into them. And I think that maybe we'll find more footing in the ways that we can do that to be able to help not only our listeners, but even maybe ourselves as we're doing this work. Is that a fair assessment? No, absolutely. And and the key is going to be for parents going, how are you, just like what we do with sex and sexuality, how are you having conversations um, with your children about this? Because someone will. You, we, yeah. we live in a world now and with technology access, someone will have a conversation about all the things. And while you may not be able to cover all the things, what can you cover? And what can you influence and how can you keep your voice the loudest? And we've said that a bunch of times about parents. um, And so that's always our heart. But I think that's a fair assessment. And I think that's something we can we can aim for. Yeah, I think I think for me, one of the things that we we've not done, we've talked about and we just haven't come to this conversation yet. But it will be something when we get to, to talking about 2021, this will be a part of this. But we've just not engaged in the LGBTQ conversation. We, we, and, and we need it. to, because when we start talking about sex and sexuality and gender as Christians, we need to be engaging in this conversation. And I think the thing that I realize is again, this is one of those conversations that so easily becomes about us versus them. And I, I, I don't like that. Like I, 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 it's so unfortunate. Anytime we, anytime we pit one human against another human, I don't feel like that's biblical. Like that's just not, you're right. It's just not what I see. Right. Like God is for all people, not just some. And God loves all people, not just some. And, and I think that one of the things that's so difficult as Christian parents is how do we engage this well? How do we engage it with both grace and with truth? How do we engage it theologically? Mm-hmm. I mean, especially that last word can freak out a lot of parents. Theology. Like, I, I'm not I'm not a pastor. I'm not a theologian. But the thing I always say is we are practicing theology simply by the way we live our life. Absolutely. And so having that conversation is really important. And one of the other reasons I say this, especially as someone that engages in these conversations often is we now have a generation of youth that are watching to see what we do with this particular conversation. And if we fail to engage in it, they, they have a lot of reason to write off every other thing that we say about our conversation around sex and sexuality. Right. So, I, I mean, I don't know about you as a pastor, but would you think that this is something that we probably should have hit in 2020 and that we definitely need to do in 2021? Yeah, you know, probably should have hit maybe is a little stronger for me. I think it's one worth touching on 100%, right? I think, yeah. you know, trying to figure out the lineup we did and what all in there, there's always going to be something left on the, the, the you know, the, the editing room floor, but... I absolutely agree with you. <laughs> yeah. We can go back and we, we've got to address this and not just from the framework of well, what's right and what's wrong and how one should live, but from the framework of how do we become compassionate and loving um, and see God in his image bearers um, and, and have that yeah. conversation there? Because that's that's really the message. Once again, as a parent, I want to give to my kid. OK, what's God's viewpoint on this and on what's God's viewpoint on loving people? That That's where we got to end up. Yeah. I, I let me let me flip this question on its head a little bit. We've previewed this. We've we've brought this up, but we we should probably move into this. Twenty twenty one. 
we're going to be saying goodbye to 2020 uh, and hindsight uh, is 2020 will definitely be a phrase that I hope no one ever uses. Um, <laughs> but but I, I do think as we look back to 2020 and we've reflected on maybe conversations that we've missed out on, let's talk about 2021 and the conversations that we will have. Uh, what are some things that you would like to be able to see us tackle in 2021 here on this podcast? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, and we just did that. The simple one or straightforward one is the, the LGBT community and just having those conversations. Um, I think I would also love to just see us really go back. Um, and it's funny cause we did some of this, but really once again, go back and say, okay, parents, how do we help your intimacy and conversation of sex between each other? I know we've done it a lot with um, how oh, to parent good. well in that. And and we've often yeah. hit the phrase, hey, you got to have these conversations and you need to be honest. And we've done a lot of those. But I love an episode or two maybe where we just go, hey, this is for the parents relationship, not the parenting relationship. It will ultimately impact yeah. the parenting relationship. And I, the reason I'm saying that is because once again, as a pastor, uh, I've got a lot of people who sit yes. in my office. What I see t- 10 out of 10 times, it feels like, with couples is their level of intimacy and the level of conversation around their intimacy um, is really low. Hmm. And the health there is low. To which then I go and work with my youth pastor, we go, so what are they teaching their kids? Oh, really? They're going to just produce more awkward believers who don't understand God's design for sex nor how to have the conversation. Okay, we got to help them. And so- you got to help with the parents. So that's where my brain goes. Yeah, that's a, that's a great, uh, that wasn't anywhere on, on, on my list, but I think that it's so true. In fact, I just, I mean, the thing that's so crazy is as I've sat in uh, any sort of conversation with people that do premarital or or have done premarital, uh, the, the word I always bring up is, are you engaging in the conversation around sex? Honest conversation around sex. Are you preparing them to even lay out expectations about what sex will be and how it will play out in their marriage. Right. And gosh, yeah, that's that's so good because I I, I just know that that if we can't be in as as parents, as uh as husband and wife engaging in this, it, it, yeah, that can have a tremendous amount of influence and impact. Um and e- even if you're not married, like how you engage this, see this dialogue about it, all those things. Absolutely. You're right. That's a that's a really good word. Um, you know, tagged to that, I, I would probably just talk about the influence that the purity culture has had on parents. Because we have parents that are are similar in age to the two of us, right? So so late 30s, early 40s that are listening to this. Now some might be a little bit younger, some might be a little bit older. But if you are in your 30s or your 40s or your 50s, you've been in some way impacted by the purity culture. And and what I mean by that is like the, you know, ring by spring, true love waits, uh, uh, the, 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 the whole purity ring aspect. There is a framework of conversation that has taken place that has been more focused on behavior than it has been the heart, on heart change, mm. on what we should not do rather than what we can do, how we how we best walk in obedience to our Lord and Savior. So 
I think having a conversation on 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 that will be really helpful because I think we need to have an understanding of how we've gotten to where we're at so that we can better parent our children so they don't end up in the same place. That's good. That's really good. And then I got one more and it, and it's this. We tackled this a little bit in our more, most recent episode with uh Jesse, but masturbation. Now I <laughs> that just comes out of nowhere. You can't really just slide that word in. <laughs> There's no to conversation. Easy way to bring that thing yeah. in there. <laughs> <laughs> but I just have to say we do have to have a conversation around that that's pretty honest because there is no verse in the Bible that says thou shall not masturbate. So that means we have got to figure out a way to build a framework for conversation as parents in the home around this topic. So I I, I think in 2021 we we definitely got to be able to, to tackle that. And I and I actually I I actually think it's probably more than just one episode. Uh <laughs> yeah, and some of our listeners might be like, "Well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to tune in for those." But, oh, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I hope so because I I think it's a it's a it's a needed conversation, and I think what it does is reveals a lot of our we're only willing to go so far in this conversation, and I actually think if we can dive into that conversation, we can dive into the rest. Especially, I, I would include that, and I would also include the conversation around LGBTQ and. So I'm I'm adding a third now that I think about this. All right. <laughs> but I would say within LGBTQ, the one that, well, the, they're all needing conversation, but I think the one that w- we need to dedicate uh, an entire episode to is transgender, transgender identities. Mm. Um, and we might have listeners that do not understand what transgender is. And I think I want, I should say, our listeners to understand how do we engage? What do we do? I, I think that that would be a, a really good topic for us to tackle. Are there any others that you would suggest, Thomas? No, I think those are. I think those are good. There, I I, I look forward to those conversations because you're you're right. Those are not ones we're often comfortable with, but we need to discuss this imperative, especially the way our culture um, is shaping out these days. Okay, so. As we get ready to close out this episode, as we reflect on 2020, as we look forward to 2021, what is there any word of encouragement? Is there anything that you would say, hey, maybe do this during this time? Uh, over the Christmas holiday, uh, is there anything that you would say, hey, you know, here's something to consider. Here's something to think about. Maybe it's even a charge that you've given to your congregation with regards to growth in their faith. But um, you're a pastor, and, and anyone that is a listener, I just have to say this, that uh, if you've not heard Thomas preach, oh. it is a gift. It is a gift. And so I, I, I come to you with, you know, what, it, what would be a word of wisdom you might hand off to our listeners? You are far too kind, man. Thank you. Um, yeah, so one thing I say, I've said this to my people, I say this to my staff often, um, is You'll never grow, you'll never pursue growth until the pain of staying the same outweighs the pain of growth. And the reason why I say that, and I'll explain that, the reason why I say that is oftentimes these conversations that we're having here, being a disciple, being more like Christ, it it involves a lot of hard work. The Spirit's working in us and we're submitting and giving up our will and living in light of that. And that's challenging. But we'll never pursue that. You will never really embrace that until 
the pain of just being who you've been, just not growing, just staying the same year after year until that pain outweighs the pain you'll face in growing. And so I look at it like working out. I, I try to work out a bit. Um, our, our podcast uh, uh, producer, I know he works out. Uh, there's pain involved when you work out, right? You're ripping and tearing your muscles and that hurts. However, people won't make that change until the pain of being overweight, which I was getting unhealthy, right? I couldn't bend down a lot. I couldn't, I was running out of breath chasing my kids until that pain outweighs the muscle pain I get from working out. I, I'll never grow. And so I look at discipleship the same way, just encourage you to go, hey, make it a point to say, you know what? I don't want to be the person I've always been. I want to be who God wants me to be. And staying the same actually hurts me and my family more in the long run. Okay, God, my life is yours. And and you just walk in that. Thomas, I, I agree. I, I, I'm not going to try to add anything to that because that's just so good. And I, I want our listeners to take that and, and run with it. One thing that I would just simply ask our listeners, you've heard us engage in this conversation. I want to invite you into this conversation. As we close out 2020, we want to hear from you. We want to know what you would like for us to tackle in 2021. We'd love to even hear what episodes have meant a lot to you. What what episodes have spoken to you, challenged you? These are things that encourage us, help us, and help us continue to grow this podcast into something that is a tool for you in your home and the conversations around sex, sexuality, and gender. So as we close out 2020, I just simply want to say thank you. Thank you so much for coming along, being a listener, being a part of our audience, and partnering with us in this podcast. Now, we have mentioned this. There are two really wonderful ways for you to continue to partner with us here on this podcast. Uh, the first is simply go on to your listening platform and and rank our podcast. Give give a a thumbs up, give a five star, give a, a review. That helps us be able to climb up in the rankings that allows for other people to be able to see this podcast. The other thing is we are now on Patreon. We would absolutely love for you to support this work. To, to see it be reaching into many other homes and corners of not only this country, but but really even around the world. That's the beautiful thing about podcasts. And so we're on Patreon, Project 619. Check it out. We would love for you to, to take a look at that. And then I will say this, in our episode notes, we will have some of our favorite podcasts listed. We will also have a link to Patreon. We also have a link for you to be able to do reviews for this podcast. Thomas. Hey, is there anything you wanted to say to our listeners before we peace out of 2020? I just appreciate every single one of you that you've taken time, especially this year, to listen into the conversation. And so know that while I don't know you personally, I am praying for every ear that hears our voices and so thrilled you're with us on the journey. Absolutely. Well, hey. From Thomas and I to you and yours, we wish you a very Merry Christmas. We wish you a Happy New Year, and we are so grateful. And none of this could happen without our producer extraordinaire who does all the music, who edits this all together, Corey Crawford. So we are so grateful for Corey and the work that he has done to provide this podcast, Sex Plus Christian Parents Podcast. Corey! See you in 2021!